Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Don Reichert, CIO at the Metro Health System. In this segment, Reichert talks about the multi-year journey of going from a best-of-breed to a core vendor strategy, the significant role that communication and involvement can play in gaining physician buy-in, and how he's leveraging outsourcing to cut costs and get more value from his best people. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. Hi, Don. Thanks so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Sure. My pleasure. Great. So to get things started, uh, could you just give, give an overview of the Metro Health System, um, you know, in terms of... Uh, bed size, uh, clinics, um, where you're located, things like that? Sure. So Metro Health is located in Cleveland, Ohio. We are the uh, safety net hospital for the region, predominantly focusing on serving the patients or population of Cuyahoga County. We have over 700 licensed beds. We have uh, approximately 25 uh, sites and, and adding quickly, we have about uh, about 6,500 employees in the organization, and uh, we're about a billion-dollar corporation. From the ambulatory perspective, we see about about 1.1, 1.2 million patient visits a year, and uh, from an inpatient standpoint, we are, uh, I believe, a little bit north of 25,000 patients a year on the inpatient side of the house. We are a level one trauma center uh, in the Cleveland area. We are affiliated with uh, Case Western Reserve University's School of Medicine. All of our physicians are on faculty. We are an academic teaching hospital. We have uh, over 500 uh, physicians. As I said, they're all credentialed as uh, some level of professorship uh, at the college. We have uh, well over 400 uh, residents that we uh, train on a yearly basis. So that's a little bit about our our corporation. As far as our IT shop, we have about 140 people in the IT department. We support around 240 different types of applications in the organization. We have uh, redundancy in, in our system. We have a secondary data center that supports uh, a lot of our clinical systems and some of our business systems and a failover capacity. It's about 25 miles away from our our, our, uh, main production site. Our main EHR system is uh, EPIC. Our major ERP system is Infor. Some of the other core vendors we have are Cisco, um, Microsoft. Uh, We have McKesson here, Kronos. Those are, are some of our top uh, systems. We, um, we also are a uh, most wired hospital two years in a row. We are also a stage six and stage seven HIMSS uh, analytics facility. And uh, this past year, 2015, we received the uh, HIMSS Davies Award. Okay, so definitely want to get into that more. Um, now, you mentioned EPIC. Is that for uh, hospital and on the ambulatory side? Yes, it is. And how long has that been in place, approximately? So 
um, our journey started back in 1998 with the first introduction of ambulatory. Over the past 16 years, we've added uh, different modules at different times. Inpatient went in in 2009, and uh, in 2012, we had another big application install that dealt with my chart, uh, anesthesia, op time, hospital billing, registration. Now we are looking at certainly other applications, hopefully as early as next year, another, another big bang that would focus on areas such as cardiology, radiology, GI, dental, stork. Okay, you said you're looking at next year for that? For a lot of those, yes. Yeah. Uh, having, a, having another big bang. Okay. So now at this point, you know, having, having really be uh, the organization be kind of veterans on, uh, on Epic, at least comparatively, um, is this something where now it's really uh, just, just focused on, um, you know, continued um, optimization and just uh, getting the, the users to really be able to, to, you know, leverage it for improved outcomes? So let's start back in 2012. We wanted to become an enterprise client of Epic's. At that moment, we also made a decision as an organization that we wanted to get away from having a best-of-breed strategy and go forward with a core vendor strategy. So we started back then aligning a lot of our uh, core vendors, Epic being a, a major player in this area, and certainly other ones, you know, the, the Cisco's, the, um, uh, the Microsoft's. Recently, we signed an agreement with Infor, which was formerly Lawson, to be a uh, to use all three of their modules for finance, HR, and supply chain. And you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we have 240 applications approximately, and probably close to 80, 80 to 90 vendors that we deal with. So the level of complexity is there. The thought was is well by going with a core vendor strategy, could we reduce some levels of complexity and gain some levels of efficiency in, in, in making that decision? So we're in, the, we're in year three of that, and uh, you know, certainly we've been able to take out costs. In the, you know, last year we took over $1.1 million out in cost in IT because of either duplication or now there's a system that in the past was just doing one feature and now is incorporated in one of our core vendors. So we were able to reduce that, that cost and that footprint within our environment. Okay. Now, when that happens, was there a challenge just as far as, uh, you know, the users really being used to having those niche systems and uh, having to, to get used to, you know, using, using the, the core vendors for more functions? Sure, it's it is a challenge. You know, in some cases, these systems have been out there for years. Change can be hard for some folks. I think a lot of it deals with how it's communicated and how one works through that process with the people involved, the departments that are involved, and you know how we can ultimately make their lives easier. It's getting them involved from day one as well, and and having them feel like they're a part of the decision process. Right. versus having something just handed to them and say, okay, you, you just have to make it work, yeah. which is traditionally, I think, the way it's been in, in, in the past, not necessarily at Metro, but just industry-wide. IT is, is the facilitator. The organization says get it done, and you, know, you, you can either be a bulldozer or a collaborator, 
It just depends on the style of management and the style of communication that one organization has and how successful they want to be. Right. Okay. So you, you mentioned, you know, year three. Obviously, that this is a, a really an involved process when you're trying to uh, reduce the number of different products and, and uh, vendors you're working with. And what have been uh, some of the challenges in that? So for us, it, it's not just that. It, it's also keeping up. Our business is growing. Mm-hmm. So recently we signed over 60 physicians, uh, basically a health plan, uh, 60 physicians or a medical practice group. They bring with them close to 50,000 patients. Um, they're on a different version of Epic, so we're in the, we're in the process of uh, we developed a bridge where it gives us time to incorporate them into our culture. We're using their, their old Epic system, and uh, later this fall we're, we're migrating them to our session of Epic. And, and uh, as I said, we, we, we also have construction going on. We have a... We have two towers where we have critical care floors spread out through the organization. We are combining all those floors into two floors, uh, 85 beds total, that uh, will sit on top of our ED. So you'll have two critical care floors on top of the ED. We're a level one trauma center. To the, to the right of, of that facility is the OR. Um, so from a, just from a, a workflow standpoint, an efficiency standpoint, Things are coming together nicely with that. So that site goes live in June while we're also uh, adding these, all these new practices. We also have a 60,000-plus square foot medical office building, ambulatory surgery center, and it's either a level 2 or a level 3 ED that we're bringing live in uh, August of this year. So needless to say, we have, we have a lot going on. We're also putting in a we're replacing our 25 plus year old phone system and doing that throughout the entire organization. That more than likely will be done by the end of first quarter of 2017. We've put in uh, a new AV system. Now that it has uh, not been rolled out to the entire enterprise, but uh, the main hospital has it. Some of the other medical offices have it. But the eventual goal is to, to run that through, through every, um, every building that we have. Um, wireless technology, not all the buildings have wireless technology. So um, we're in the process of rolling out wireless technology at every one of our sites as well. And, and really making those things our standard when, we, when either we acquire or build a new building. Right. It's one of the things that, that you take for granted that, that a building is going to have wireless when, you know, in reality it's just not always the case, obviously, as you guys are experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there are many, there are many challenges. Um, yeah. We are looking at um, staff augmentation, you know, bringing in resources to help with some of these uh, projects because we just don't, you know, from an IT standpoint, we just don't have the, the bandwidth to deal with all the newness as well as keeping up the maintenance of the existing systems and the, and the day-to-day business. Um, so we're, we're bringing in extra resources to help. We are looking to expand our, um, our FTE count. We're looking to add about 14 additional staff. We're also looking to outsource some of our functions that are a little bit more repetitive in nature. So a good example of that is our desktop support people. So you know, if, I buy a, if I buy a PC 
today it comes in, someone has to spend uh, three to four hours uh, provisioning that and then put it out in the field, test it. Um, where for pennies on the dollar, I can have an arrangement with my, my hardware vendor where I can give them a ghost image and I can have them do it. It shows up, I test it, I put it in, and my cost savings is uh, a lot greater. So we're looking at those low-hanging fruit and repetitive positions that, that yeah. we can potentially outsource, but I'm not getting rid of the people that I have. What I'm looking to do is they have very valuable skills, and I'm looking to repurpose them in our organization, whether it be on the infrastructure side or the application side, and I'll pay 100% of their training to give them new opportunities to grow within our corporation. Okay. These are people that you obviously want to hold on to, but making, making sure that they're, they're, they're in the right positions and, and they're being challenged enough. And you know, I'm sure that you deal with a good amount of competition when it comes to uh, good people. We do. You know, we have uh, the Cleveland Clinic. We have University Hospital, both very large systems that yeah. uh, in some cases we're competing for the same type of resources. That's interesting, having, uh, you know, really, really the three major systems in Cleveland. It's, it's Metro Health and th those two that are pretty large, and um, I'm sure that that comes with it, its challenges in some respects. It does. It's, um, you know, our mission is totally different than their mission. Our mission is to really focus on the people of Cleveland. Um, we, we accept all patients. We don't turn anyone away, regardless of their ability to pay or not. Uh, we have a lot of outreach programs where we deal with the school system, for example. We handle probably 20 of the schools in the Cleveland Public School Districts, their nursing functions. We help them link up with a, a sister site, sister medical office, so that if something happened during the day while they're at school, the child and the parent feel comfortable in going to a, a facility close to where they live. So we've done that. We, we actually built a mobile van <clears throat> that can see, I know, at least two people at a time. And uh, they have Epic app access. They can see the patient. You know, if, if they need to take the patient to uh, the medical office or the hospital, that can be arranged. We deal with the foster program. One of the things we found out is that foster kids in Cleveland had the worst availability to health care. So we've worked with the, uh, the county in um, making sure that those individuals have access to health care. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.